excited to welcome you to the Q&R Code podcast. My name is Quinn. And I'm Riley. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited. This is a long time coming, as in we first had the idea to do, well, let's just go way back. When we were kids, everyone... When I say everyone, I mean a small circle of people around us would be like, you guys, your family should have a reality show or you two should be like on a show your own. Quinn and I are just, we're, have that dynamic together that is just fun and silly. And let me let you know that a reality show with our family never would have happened. Our parents are very opposed and that's not really our scene i don't know it wouldn't be the juicy sort of thing that you you get all the drama or whatever but it it's for laughs and i feel like our dynamic we just have fun together we like to have a silly goose time and so then in college quinn and i were like actually it would be so fun to start a podcast we should do that so during during the pandemic the beginning of miss covid we thought of this idea we're like oh the q and r code that would be so fun let's do this podcast we set up a website and then what quinn mm, and then <laughs> it's four years later and no but College? almost but we had the, just we, we wanted to start a podcast coming on six years ago yes and, and could we have sure but ourselves there was literally nothing stopping us other than we wait till the last As for most projects that don't get everything done, other than we the, are our own the thing worst that's enemies you is and obstacles the will. and luckily um we're now at a stage where we're ready to do it we're learning all these new things i think it's hard when you want to start something and then you realize you don't have any of the skills to do it. Do I think that it's going to be exceptionally hard to learn these things? No. We have the internet. We're going to very easily, I'm sure, figure that, oh, we could have uploaded this and it was no issue. But we started recording months ago. And then in January, it is currently October. <laughs> but you know January. what? I think that... It was meant to be this way because we (laughs) got a little trial run out of our system. We made some mistakes. We did not have it set up to upload right away. And so then we were realizing it's getting far enough out that we're just not, it's it's not relevant anymore. It's, we're in June trying to post a January thoughts literally when it came to june the new year literally we are our first episode we're like (laughs) talking about what we're manifesting for this year and it it came to june we hadn't posted it yet and we're like we were still being delusional being like okay yeah like when we post these and then we're like okay no that is so so far gone at this point it's been half and a also, year since think, then. Yeah, happy fall. Um, this is so a time coming, for transition we're coming at you anyway. With that fresh so we're 
We're happy getting this off the ground. I would also like to say that to be generous to ourselves, which this is quite generous, we were busy. I was getting married. There was a wedding on the horizon. Um, you'll hear lots about the saga of our pets. Quinn has a little zoo of animals. And I only have one dog, Roger, yet somehow it seems to take up most of my day in brain space. Um, and he was a little puppy hound dog at that point. So also on all of our audio, you hear the barking and whining of a baby hound dog. That was difficult. Now he's at the state, and I will knock on wood when I say that he can spend yes. a little while being quiet for a period of time long enough to record a podcast. So that's going to be, I hope, a big plus on this new leg of our journey. Yes, I think that will be very nice. Um, he's being such a good boy and learning how to be so calm, so we're proud. But yeah, we have we have a lot to talk about. We're really excited for this. And, um, you know, it's been hard because sometimes we'll beat ourselves up about something that we've had the idea for a while and haven't acted on because... You know, life is short and we want to attack those goals. You know, we want to we want to be go-getters. We want to get this stuff done. Um, but everything in due time and we're feeling good about getting this started now. We have I feel like there's you know, there's been quite a few reasons for why we haven't got it done, but also why we are getting it done now and I feel like as you mentioned with your wedding I've been going through a lot of transitions I feel like this is just a big season of transitions for us I have recently moved to a new tattoo studio I'm a tattoo artist um, and I moved homes so I'm now living on a little homestead which is so gorgeous and I get to see my horses outside my window when I'm recording right now so that's super special but you know it feels like transition after transition and we felt like this was also it's nice the right to time to transition a project into and something being to keep you girlies. on track with keeping up with one another so this is coming up on a year or it is it's exactly a year since i moved out to charlottesville virginia um which is really far away from each other we're from wyoming and i was excited to have a change but also quinn and i are twins and attached at the hip and we love to spend time together it's been really difficult to be this far away. We still obviously keep up via FaceTime and texting and calling, but something about doing a shared project together is really nice and I feel like will help us remain, you know, remain accountable for spending that time together and having an actual focused 
goal instead of just, you know, catching up casually over text. That's all good too. But I'm just excited about getting to actually be like planning and creating and doing that together. It feels like it bridges the distance a bit. And yeah, this time last year, Quinn moved me out to Virginia. Brayden my husband and I had already come out and set him up to go to med school. So he'd been living here, but I was back in Jackson and I was planning on driving the way. Yes, driving. It is a very intense thousands of mile journey, but we had, we had our reasons, I guess, for driving. And we, I was going to head out I was stopping in Colorado with my mom and Quinn just to on our way and to see her and her little family. And then the day we were leaving, Quinn was like, yeah, I'm coming with you guys. So we we packed her up. <laughs> yeah, let let's let's break let's break it down. So. Yeah, I live in Denver, and Riley had to go through Denver anyway to get there, but also, you know, wanted to come see her twin. Um, I do feel like it's not coming off oh, maybe as strong, no which maybe it's it. for the best that it's, our relationship isn't coming off as strong to begin with, because that could maybe be a little overwhelming. Um, we are each other's soulmates and our everything um but anywho so riley was coming here i had actually just got married um a couple weeks prior and you know with that i won't lie there were some there were some mental health things going on it was it was a lot a big transition and as excited as i was I was also just feeling in one of those stages of like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's, what's going on your little What's hurt. going on upstairs in my little mind? And just what's going on with this world right now? I can't, I can't, yeah, in my little heart. My little heart was swelling and then deflating. So Palpitating. I, what, what happened was, um... We're at Are we Coast. staying away from the word, the B word, breakdown, or I'm just curious? Oh, well, no, my mentee B is a, is coming up. Um, yeah, so I was on the verge of a mentee B for some time um, due to many accumulation of reasons, but we were at Trader Joe's stocking up Riley for her 24-hour drive and, you know, picking out the best snacks, just making sure she was going to be nourished because, boy, is that drive a real, a real doozy. Um, so, you know, she was getting stocked up. And as my mom and sister were getting in the car, getting ready to say goodbye to me because they were going to drive away. And then I, I had driven my car, too, to Trader Joe's like, oh. I'll get some groceries too, you know, and then we'll say goodbye because I wanted to spend every last second with you until, and who doesn't want to go to Trader Joe's anyway, especially when it was just becoming the fall season. Um, and then I had a breakdown in the Trader Joe's parking lot. Um, 
Yes. Quinn was a like, breakdown. Mm, I, I don't like, want you to go. <laughs> bur- bur- burst into tears. I was like, this, this is not happening and you are not leaving without me. You are not leaving me in this miserable place alone with just a husband and 14 animals. Um, Yeah. So it was, they it was like, a hostage situation where she was like, you guys can't you're not go leaving. without me. And I had to go, so I was like, you can come. So we did pack up little Quinny and her dog Pinkerton and drive yes. them to Virginia with us. <laughs> we went home and said, Sean, to my husband, um, Sean, it turns out I must be going with them. And he said, okay, I understand. Thank God. He's such an angel. <laughs> Let me say, that was not the first time that's happened that I have left the day of on a whim for a trip that Sean was unaware of. And it was certainly Frankly, everyone was unaware of. Um, yeah. Everyone was unaware, but nonetheless, everyone was happy to have me, right? Yes. And Pinkerton, All that is to say, Pinkerton, yes was such a good girl she was such a good girl that's a long ass drive and she was just being such a trooper um until it came to she, the hotels at yeah, night and, mo- and mommy had another mental breakdown <laughs> she During the whole drive amazing as so soon as quiet it came to 4 sweet in the hotel room that had literal cockroaches um yeah sadly that changed for the worse and she was trying to play with them so. The witching hour. I don't know how she could survive on so little sleep because uh, she because she was sleeping the whole damn day. True. She slept. She slept all day long in the car. So then at night, made it very hard for mommy and auntie to try to get some sleep for the road ahead, and, and that was I a trial say. run. And no, that was a, a trial run. Yes. Yes, and Auntie I was popping was out of good. the bed, so sleepy, taking her for piddle walks outside, see if that's what she needed. No, she just wanted to explore. But I was like, okay, look at she me. She was still a baby at this point. She was a baby dog. Like, I could be turned one. I was like, I could be a dog owner. I'd been wanting to. Brayden and I were definitely a couple during the pandemic that was like, shall we get a puppy? But then it was feeling like, hmm, no, maybe not, because we're still in college and I don't need that on my plate. And so we and didn't and we didn't. like breastfeed at night for your, yes. your baby child. Yes. And so then having Pinkerton and Virginia with us really put the nail in the coffin. And I'm not using that lightly, that turn of phrase, because day, I think two days after Pinkerton and Quinn left our home to head back we for the mountains. at for one month. We, yes, yes. I, left, <laughs> I, I left my home and was gone for an month. Which was a delight to have help us set up our new home. But they left, and for some reason, Brayden and I did not give ourselves time to recuperate. And we went straight to the animal shelter and adopted a little puppy hound dog to whom still lives in our space today. That would be young Roger. And all that is to say, 
this is all Quinn's fault that our year has gone the way it has. And for some reason, her sweet little pupperton pink gave me so much love and support that I thought I needed an emotional support animal of my own. And it turns out sometimes they are not very emotionally supportive. Yeah, but it we can definitely detract um, from your emotional support, certainly at times. Um, yeah, you know, because Pinkerton, I was also shocked and surprised at that point. Like, Pinkerton is a very sweet dog. She's very good. She's a sweet, nice little cuddle bug. Like, she's widely loved. But she was not that was not an easy time with her. Like, I was surprised that no. that's what you got from that was I want this too. Because what that trip looked like was 24-7 care of Squirrel watch. Dog. Like, she... Oh my gosh. She... It used to be a 24-7 job to care for her. Thankfully, we've done enough consistency, enough training that now she's a little angel. But it used to be... Every minute, eyes on her. Eyes on her. Making sure, is this good? Is this good? Oh, she needs it. Excuse Bless me. Bless you. She needs to be entertained. You know, and I will say, so when she came to Charlottesville, she she was on her way her way up. She had been learning. She's like, I okay, I'm kind of getting confident with some stuff. But it was a full-time job. It was no it was. walk in the park. And Riley's no. like, mm-hmm-hmm. I want that. Yes. And she was having some difficult times. And I think because of that, I was thinking, okay, see, this is annoying. And she's being reactive to some kids and some squirrels and these things that I'm like, okay, we can handle that. Like that is a little annoying, but seeing this, I was definitely like affirming my feeling that that was something we could take on. I was correct in the sense that we can and we have, but I was maybe, I don't think you can understand what it takes to be responsible of a life in that way until you have done it for yourself. Even if growing up, we always had dogs, we always had animals. It's not like I've never had a pet before. But when you have the emotional attachment and responsibility of knowing that, like, I full on made this decision for this other creature, basically they are beholden to me and my whims. Like, I'm not that comfortable anyway with being, like, the master pet dynamic. So we've done it in a very conscientious way. And I think that's excellent. And I think that's the way that, like dog and pet ownership is headed and I'm so glad to be in a time where there are resources and there are trainers and people out there that are encouraging of that and are giving you tools to do that in a better way but it's just so new to us and I'm so glad to have the example of Quinn and Sean that they've set for really taking that on and trying to put your animal first and not just have it be like an accessory to your life but understand that you made this decision to bring them into your home and so you have to be responsible for making sure that their needs are being met and you're putting that that first and i think that it's interesting when people are like oh babysitting is the best birth control whatever babysitting you waltz in 
play with some kids. Sometimes it's horrendous, but a lot of the times it's not that bad. You get paid and you walk away. That is not a good birth control. For me, having this puppy, I was like, ah, now I'm seeing that I am literally like heart-wrenchingly attached to this thing that if the littlest thing happens, if they get hurt, if they, whatever, any little thing happens, it's such an emotional thing. Like taking the first time he got sick, he got whipworm when he was a puppy and he was sick and he wouldn't eat and drink. And he was looking so sad. He was not feeling well. I was so upset. I was like, oh my gosh, I just want, I would do anything to make him better right now. Like I was so concerned. And then I thought, okay, compassion moment for our mom. Our mom is definitely the like mother of mothers that was born to do that, loves her kids more than anything. Like she would always drop anything for us. She is a mom first type of gal. And sometimes it was a little much, like you're so obsessed with us. Like why you are so emotional that we're going like on a bus trip for a camping or whatever for um, like a field trip overnight with a school and we're like just simmer down and now I'm like oh, okay not, not in a way she would guilt us or anything no in a no way where she would just be like my little heart I love my I love yeah. my kids I don't think she was overbearing but there were times where I was just like it's just going on a like bus that much? like it's we're gonna be fine but now I'm like okay. I am having a feeling that having a kid and being responsible for them, knowing that they need everything coming from you, is going to be quite the emotional toll. <laughs> yes. I mean, obviously because of your love for them, but also sometimes, like, thank goodness you have that undying love for them because there are moments that will drive you to what feels like the edge of a cliff. The edge of a cliff with a lot of tacks at the bottom. <laughs> that, you, know, you don't <laughs> The hate, worst like, thing that could just, be at the bottom of a cliff. Just, <laughs> some sharp little bulletin is, tacks. Is bad as it is whether there's like a flipping dagger or is it just falling off a cliff? I think it's like probably doesn't matter. So my apologies, but <laughs> the metaphor is falling apart. Let's wrap wrap it let's, wrap let's, it up. Um, so forget of that I said that. Um. Anyway, so what I was meaning is that you can have all your love, all the love in the world for them. But when you're up four different times throughout the night and all you did all day was take care of them and entertain them, after enough repetitions of that, it can feel a little, a little disheartening. It can, you can start to wonder how much longer you can take that. Um, and let me just say real quick, let me just say, there might be some dog moms out here being like... <laughs> what are these girls talking about is a walk in the park i love my little dog like good for we you love, we love our dogs too okay and we treat them like royalty literally if they if they have an itch we scratch it if they have a bone to pick we pick it okay but let me just say not all dogs are built the same okay 
case in point, my one of my good friends, she adopted a dog only four days, I believe, after I adopted a dog. And we were like, oh, so excited to like have adopted puppies together. So my dog was, I don't know, she was about six months when we adopted her, Pinkerton. Her dog was, I think, a year or a year and a half. Anywho, she adopted her dog day one, starting day one. She could leave this girl for hours, come back for a lunch break, maybe let her out to pee, be gone. No issues. The dog didn't mind. Everything was good. Let me just put into perspective for you guys. Our, our dogs could not be left at home alone. That was hugely anxiety-inducing for them. And was impossible. Um, yeah, and I will say... Reasons. I did get Roger at 15 weeks, so that also... Yes. I, I made my bed was, on that front. Yes. You had a baby dog. Even my dog being six months old, though, we could not leave her at our apartment because the first time we did, we got a call from our apartment complex saying... Uh, you had your first strike because someone called about a barking dog. Keep in mind, we had been gone for less than an hour, um, and she barked. Big effing deal. There were dogs that barked all day, every day at that apartment complex, but someone called us in, so they said, if you have two more strikes, you will immediately lose your housing. So it was like, oh, okay, so we literally can't take this risk because we can't afford to lose our house and home. So just saying, I know there are dogs that just take like very little work. Maybe you have a great Dane that just stays on the bed all day. We have high energy dogs that needed to be cared for. What's it called? Hand and foot? Hand and foot. W weighted on hand and foot is a thing. Weighted on hand and foot for Riley's still having to do it. Like, I'm finally have come Put forward over the hill to of be light. determined. Yes, I'm finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But anyway, this is not a pity, pity us. I don't care. We love it. No. We chose this. We're happy. I'm just putting it into perspective that you might be like, uh, it's not that big of a deal to be a dog owner. Well, for some people, it is. So, oh, and. We will definitely continue to talk about our dogs because they are such a big part of our life and training has become a huge part of my daily routine, which I'm grateful for. I'm learning so much and we're building such a great relationship. Um, but yeah, all that is to say is just to remember the responsibility that it is and you don't know what you're going to get. Like our family dog is a healer, cattle dog mix situation and he acclimated to our home so quickly straight out of an adoption center he had one night where he chewed on a shoe and that was it like he had no other behavioral issues like he's not the perfect dog he hasn't been perfectly trained and i'm not saying that but in terms of just being able to relax and acclimate in a new environment and aiming to please always just wanting to like obedience is just in his little body like he wants to be obedient and some dogs uh, notoriously hounds that's not their first priority and that's okay that's like you just have to accept that for what it is but i was not willing and am not willing to 
give up on something just because it's difficult. And I think that circles back to our why now question of starting the podcast because things at the beginning of the year were feeling very difficult for us with Roger and other transitions and lots of things coming up in life. And it's overwhelming to be a young adult post-college striking out on your own, taking on the full responsibility for your life. And in our case, our partners, like we're married and we have those responsibilities as well. And it hasn't always been like super and cleaning and doing the laundry. Kidding, <laughs> well, actually. some of us have to go to a laundromat and that yeah. is an emotional journey when you realize that you have acquired a stinky, stinky hound dog that rubs his body all over you covered in red Virginia clay and you're not able to do the laundry at home. It's a journey. But anyway, those little things. Some of us, our laundry turns um, red and orange (laughs) because of the iron in our water. The iron in the water. But I just think that we have... This is not to say I'm like, we have overcome so much and now we're on the other side. No, we are continuing to overcome. This is an ongoing process, but I do think that I have learned a lot about task management and I also conveniently and inconveniently am currently between jobs i.e. unemployed, as one may say. So I am excited to have this, have this schedule and tell you guys and Quinn about employment as it comes. What is my history of employment, one might ask? Well, that would be 10 years in the restaurant industry serving. Started as a host. Magician. (laughs) Dancer, singer, magician. That, that's a Miranda Sings reference. Maybe we shouldn't be going there. Oh, that's you're digging things up from the deep archives of the past. But um, I did, I did serve. I was a server up until my wedding this June, and I took time off to go get married and to do a honeymoon with not only my husband, but my sister wives, Sean and Quinn. Yes, that was a delight, and I realized. I'm not coming back to this restaurant when we return from France and Italy. That's that's not happening. I wouldn't like to, and you can't make me. Yeah. So <laughs> next steps look like doing anything else than working in a restaurant. And I am very excited. I'm very employable, you guys. If <laughs> if you know of someone that's looking, you let me know. I have um, graduated from college and have a have a go get them attitude. Unfortunately, in this day and age, graduating from college with two degrees doesn't get you very far is what I'm learning. What a lot of people are interested in is someone that already has experience in a certain field. Let me tell you, I have life experience and that is valuable in itself. Also, (laughs) I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, please listen to episode one of my podcast. Um, Oh, do you have a big following on Instagram? No, 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 no. But I don't, 
Uh, this is interesting, Quinn. What what would you say? I think this has changed for me over time. When we say why now with a podcast, no. Like, I personally love posting on my personal Instagram. I think it's fun. I like taking those photos, putting it up there. It's for me. But I used to, I think in college, feel a way about likes or growth or like that sort of thing. And now I have taken a step back and realized like, I'm not someone that like wants to be a content creator, if you will, or an influencer. Like that's just not something that is like anything wrong with. I follow influencers that I think are building amazing brands and they're doing cool things and you get to travel and there's these opportunities there. But a lot of them talk about like, oh, ever since I was young, I love to do photos and things. And we did too. Quinn was a photographer. We took pictures on these cameras starting at like 10 <laughs> forward but i wouldn't say for me it's like that i just want to put content out there because there's so much that's not necessarily like the contributing factor to why i want to make a podcast so i want to know what your kind of feeling is on that and then maybe i can put my thoughts together a little better yeah well You know, there's, it's kind of funny to say, like, it can feel a little, it's intimidating to enter this kind of a space and have the thought, like, oh, I'm doing this because it hasn't been done yet in this way, because that's not how I feel. I'm sure there are podcasts or people I'm unaware of that share a similar dynamic as us or come from our similar background. But like, honestly, the reason I have felt inspired to do this is because being from small town Wyoming, entering the social media space in the way of like becoming a consumer on social media, um, which we really didn't start using social media until later into high school. Like, I remember we made an Instagram account, but we really didn't get super into it until later into high school. And then, you know, slowly at the end of high school and in college is when we started following more, like, influencers, like you're talking about. Well, I didn't even post in high school more than, like, once every maybe four months i feel like college definitely was when i started yeah regularly using it which i'm glad about i'm glad that we weren't in a place where in high school that was like such a part of our development because i think that's really hard and with some of our friends they were more into it you know but we we were just raised so we were raised by parents our mom was 39 when she had us. Our dad was in his 40s. Like, we had older parents and... Okay, just... let's let's be generous. Dad was 40, oh, I believe. Was 40 or 41. Yeah, like, they're, 40, they have 41. a three-year age gap. So, it's yeah. very chill. Um, I'm so, I just had to have your back out there, Dad. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm like, and my dad was 106. Um, <laughs> my dad is so, so very old. A senior. <gasps> he is a senior. My dad's knees were cracking. Um, yes, <laughs> my, my knees were is, cracking. My dad is currently a senior citizen. Anywho, um, we just didn't, like, we didn't have 
television when we were growing up. We could watch movies. Like we had a TV that VHS. we could a VCR. Uh, VHS. What's a VCR? We had the VCR was like is like is the thing that you would the put the VHS. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, we're on the cusp of Gen Z, but don't think we don't know it is a VHS tape. Okay, people. Um, anywho, we just grew up from a background that felt different than what I was seeing on social media, honestly, like what I've mostly seen. And now it's grown so much, especially I feel like since the pandemic, you know, but I don't feel like I see much of a perspective of like a small town person, especially from you know, Wyoming, and maybe, I don't know, I'm so worried about sounding cringe with this stuff, but that's just honestly, like, how I felt is we, we haven't seen a lot of people or heard from a lot of people that it feels like come from that background. You, But I you, feel like... You, you sponging what I'm spilling? Yeah, and that's not cringe, if that's just true, like, the people that take up more space, and I get that there tends to be more opportunity in cities so like if you were someone that wanted this sort of career to be like near more people that are doing the same thing as you you would probably head towards LA or New York yeah. and that's natural and that makes sense I think there's an element of when you grow up somewhere more rural of feeling like your options are more narrow but i think what's really cool about the internet is that that doesn't have to be the case like we all have access to that and we can all like make that space what we want it to be and once you start like seeking out those people and those voices they're definitely there but i do still think that they can be undervalued and honestly I don't want to get down the political road very far at all today. I definitely do at some point because I think it's important. But I think one of the reasons that it, conservatives can be really influential to people in rural spaces is the feeling of just wanting to be heard and represented. And if there's a party and there's people that are saying, like, we care about you and you don't always feel cared about, then that's like a special feeling you want to feel represented and i think that something that i've come to realize as an adult and when you're going through the stages of like transitioning out of living in your parents home and you could go literally anywhere like there's no reason for you to be in Denver versus me in Virginia versus moving to Ireland. Like you can go wherever you want at this point, you're going to have to pay your bills and support yourself no matter where you are. So you really get to choose. And I think that sometimes that feeling of having all those choices is so much harder than knowing like I have more limited options and then I have like these ones in front of me to decide between. And I think that's something that has been a kind of mourning process, having a dog and getting married where I can't necessarily, not that you actually couldn't, but my choices are more confined now to just go off and live somewhere for a year because we have responsibilities to people and to animals. Like we owe it to them 
if you're bringing something into your life to show up for them and to be consistent and to think about them with your decision making and think about the bigger picture it's not just all about you and that's the kind of the narcissism of young adulthood and childhood that is just it makes sense you're starting to take care of yourself so you're thinking what do i want and i could go to LA and try to make it as a model or a movie star or do these things that frankly, if you're in Wyoming, it's just probably not going to be a possibility for you. And that is amazing. And I think it's so cool to see our peers and the people we grew up with going and pursuing all these different options. But I think there's something really beautiful about the culture of the old West to dare I say that about just like, having roots down somewhere and knowing it's not the easiest lifestyle at all and it's not as like glitz and luxurious as different choices are but there's so much power in just making that choice and like occupying that space and saying like i want to work with the land i want to work with horses that takes a lot of patience and a lot of effort and risk and usually not a lot of monetary gain like there's not a lot of money to be had in a lifestyle where you're supporting like a property and livestock and those things and living out in wyoming i think has taught us so much about community because it's more rugged out there it's living in Orange County. That's where my dad is from. And my mom grew up there for high school as well. And it's pretty much always a a temperate (laughs) outdoors. You can go and be on the beach most days of the year. It's like, there's a draw to that sort of thing where life feels a little easier. But if you actually look at the quality of life. Anything you want, you know. Exactly. Any any I can go go shopping shopping. (laughs) those things that there's a pull to and if that's what you want that's great but I think there's something that's really important about thinking really like what do I want and what's important to me and those things that I enjoy and I love about traveling just might not actually take priority in my day-to-day life and if you're someone that wants to be closer to your food systems and have more of a hand in what you eat i think is something i think about a lot because our food systems are so very broken in the u.s and those choices that you make might actually lead to like more longevity for you and living in a climate that can be absolutely brutal like we're talking negative 30s some days out in laramie where we went to college and it's just tough but I feel like that brings you together again with a sense of community where everyone's going through that together and you get a thicker skin and you appreciate the days where it's warm. And when I say warm, it's like 50 degrees and you put your shorts on and you're like, what a beautiful day to be in the outdoors. And I just love that. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate all those little things. I hope... I didn't ramble too much because we're going to talk about this so many times. It's just something so special about being from somewhere that our whole state has, like, I think now around 500,000 people. That number could have changed, and it's one of the biggest 
not one of the biggest, but a big state land-wise. Like there's a lot of open space. And I think that that gave us like quite literally a lot of open space to think and to be like when you can go out somewhere and just breathe and be in the prairie or be in the mountains. It's a really humbling experience. And to me, it has made me feel so grounded and like I understand how to become grounded if I'm kind of losing touch, if I'm getting anxious, if I'm feeling like I'm not keeping up with where I quote unquote should be or where my peers are and these things, then when you like take your ego out of it and you kind of have to when you're somewhere that's 8,000 feet above sea level and these animals that are so much like bigger than you and have been around longer than you and will be like it just gives you a great perspective and makes you not take things necessarily so seriously like having a podcast or an instagram account and feeling like oh my gosh like i'm not really achieving this isn't the point of this of the q and r code and doing this together is because it's a project that means something to us that I think will be joyful and I think will be meaningful, but it doesn't have to be more serious than it is, you know? Yes, right. I love where you just took that. <laughs> you went far and wide there. I, I was on a, <laughs> on a road to somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's how it think, goes sometimes. You know, there are parts of that that may be feel like a little bit lofty right now where I totally understand because I just we connect on that and I I feel you and understand because we've had these conversations but you might be like wait where's that let's further unpack some of that and I totally get it like these you may be too if you're listening and you didn't grow up in a small town and you grew up in a fast-paced bigger city some of these ideas might feel like a little farther out farther out of reach you know um like when you're saying being around the big animals and stuff I don't know if you're talking about legit like bison or what but yeah we come we come from a place that has a lot of natural beauty that's just like majestic beautiful too stunned to speak beauty you know like so I think I think all of that, we just will spend more time talking about why why this all matters to us and that feeling of being from such a beautiful place. Um, it is, it is a, a unique experience, you know? There's beauty all over the world, but being from, you know, our, our backyard, as we say, is we're surrounded by national parks so we're very privileged coming from a truly unique beauty where everywhere we step outside it just does feel bigger than us so it's easy being from that kind of a place to remember like oh yeah the world is so much bigger than we are and there's so much value in taking a step back and remembering like this is not it's not about you just in life in general like there's so much we to advocate for that's bigger than us as well um 
I feel like I need to pull it back around a little bit, but yeah, that feeling, I think looking at influencers, I just often felt, oh, this is fun and this is cool. And it's absolutely no hate to these people. Actually, like, I think it's fun. I love watching. There are some influencers. I love watching their YouTubes and hearing their little life updates and stuff. Like, I think that's a really cool space. Um, but I often felt, and now that I've come more into myself at, you know, 24, I'm, I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel fine that you're not necessarily understanding or acknowledging where I come from. Because even if it was like, oh, Sephora Hall, you guys should totally run get this. And we're like, oh, we can't run get that. I guess we could like order it online, but we didn't have the experience of going into a store. There's no mall. There aren't like, there's no shopping like that. So sometimes it felt a little bit isolating when it felt like what the internet was connecting over was more material things and less getting outside or being really into nature or really into good clean food or hunting, you know? So that could feel a little bit like, oh, where where are these people? I know they're out there, but and now that TikTok is around, I feel like we're seeing more of this because there's just such it's a platform with such a expansive range of people um but we we try not to spend too much time on tiktok i know riley's been off tiktok since january and i was off until oh yeah baby yeah, until last month i started posting again for my business but um so now i feel like it's coming back to the place of like oh people are appreciating more like being raw connected with the earth even you know people are talking about grounding st stepping outside with their feet in the grass which exactly to us, that was just life and that is just life but it it's so cool that now they these ways of living are i think becoming more um like people are taking them more seriously in a way of wow this can truly transform your life to get outside and stay stay outside and have these experiences but i wanted to mention like pamela anderson she she was just seen at paris fashion week multiple days in a row no makeup and it's so funny that it's it's this big like revolutionary oh no makeup at a fashion week which i think that's so cool i'm so proud of her that is brave like that is beautiful but we you know we we never thought that you should have to wear makeup to be fancy or to be put together and made up and it has always well, just the culture of the women in our town like it's a lot a lot of women are just more i don't even like to use the term natural i think that's kind of weird wording but just like that's not as much part of the culture and lifestyle obviously people do put on makeup and they get done up but it's just kind of it's less prevalent and i think it's important to remember that just because something is like very culturally prevalent in certain spaces where a lot of people get botox and lip filler and do that 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 is part of the experience of being a woman in this point in time of course but let's not forget that there are like there are lots of horse like people that focus on horsemanship or focus 
on hunting or teachers in our town whatever like whatever you're doing there are always people in that space that have a different experience to you where maybe the like designer brands i know it's hard being from jackson because there is more of that now it's a, a more like upscale place being a ski resort town and whatnot that you do see that now a lot more but i feel like growing up that was not the community of women we were surrounded by like it was very much name brand that was, was there's not that much of an <laughs> yeah and there's not really an emphasis put on beauty in that same way and looks and like we did i think it's cool that we got to have that perspective growing up that i didn't wear makeup other than for dance performances through college like i saw once in a while starting in college would do like a day where i wore more makeup but it just wasn't as much part of our wavelength so it is interesting like you said how something like that when it comes up it's like, oh my gosh, that's huge. And I think that's so great that she was willing to do that. I know that that takes a lot of bravery in a landscape of people that are can be very vitriolic, especially towards women who age. There's something about that that can just really get people riled up. But I think it's cool to also remember that that is just like a lifestyle for some people. Like for a lot of people, that's not like a shocking reveal it's just a way it's just different yeah you guys i feel like we've gone so far and wide here so quickly and if you got a little lost along the way i understand we have we have a lot of feelings and we have big feelings about stuff but we will definitely yeah continue to um break down these these feelings and differences that we have with a lot of yeah. what feels like the mainstream um, media or what's in the like public sphere of um, what's considered trendy or normal. But this yeah. is yeah, like, you know what it is, Quinn. You know what it is? I think we're just so excited because it's our first episode and we've been working to this project for so long that like we're trying to convey these things that we're so excited to talk about and that like are meaningful to us and it's a lot at once and I think yeah. it'll be cool once we get in the rhythm of like we don't have to get it all out at once in an hour where we have however many episodes we want to do in the course of this time we will do and get to talk about i think i'm we're both like struggling a little bit to in a super concise way explain what this means to us because in one sense like i said it's not that serious it's just a fun thing to do between you and i and frankly because we like listening to this sort of show like we like a lifestyle podcast that's two girlies that are friends that are just chatting like i'm i don't want it to come across as we're trying to reinvent the wheel i do not think that this is like revolutionary no. i'm sure there are, i don't listen to any but i know that there are twins that do a podcast and i know there are girlies that do a podcast that sit and chat and this isn't for like a more specific niche thing like true crime or other podcasts that have like a solid focus like that it's not like we're like yeah i bet you haven't heard anyone rural before there are podcasters all over people making YouTube channels, whatever. You can find a perspective if you're willing to look, but something that's really cool 
about this space that we call the internet is that you can appreciate every different individual for just the little, the slight perspective change that someone might be able to bring to the table. And I think that that's really fun also about talking with someone that's a family member because in one sense we grew up very similarly like we shared the same house we shared the same bed (laughs) we were (laughs) very much so going down a similar path but even in that you and i are different people and we've had different like realizations come to different conclusions and at the end of the day like no two people have ever truly had the exact same like way of life and way of looking at things and people in cities you can go to new york a city of millions of people is that true i think so right it must be and they all come from different backgrounds whether they grew up there or not like it's that's something that's really inspiring to me and i love that and i also love to be able to say coming to a space like we are from a different perspective because not that many people are from the state of Wyoming. That's just a fact. And not that many people, especially being like raised in that context are necessarily like encouraged to do something like start a podcast or whatever. It can feel a little bit like, well, nobody's really going to listen because my perspective is going to be smaller and that's okay. Like you don't need to get validation from other people being interested in what you're interested in. Cause I think it's interesting. And so do you, and we just get to have that conversation. And what's awesome is when people are passionate about a topic, other people get into it. Cause it's so fun to just hear someone that is like inspired and has a perspective. Like I, when I did have TikTok. I would watch TikToks of people plastering pools to, and they like look different. Like depending on the shade that you do, it looks deeper or they can make it look like it's getting deeper, that, even though it's not. That or really it gives the water a different look. When you were on TikTok. <laughs> I know. But I'm also saying not all the time. That's not like really my thing. I'm just saying that's nothing that I had any interest in before on my own volition i would never type into youtube plastering pools like i don't care we lived in huh, where wyoming does anybody have a pool no obviously not it's not like i'm like oh i've thought about this before no i never thought of it before it's not something that i'm particularly passionate about but seeing these guys talk about it and being like oh yeah so at work today our client was looking for something like this we encouraged them this direction look what we ended up with i'm like oh dope like (laughs) i enjoyed that because i was learning and they cared about it and it was like cool to see something different so you don't have to be a horse girl to want to hear about quinn's horses and her journey with like horsemanship and dare I say equestrian (laughs) um the like it's not it's something that's really cool is you don't have to love and be into what somebody else is to appreciate that for them I definitely so hopefully that that saying that got to the point a little no I I feel all of that and um you know one more little point I'd like to make is 
kind of on the same note of sometimes feeling a little bit isolated, I have definitely sometimes felt finding friendships to be challenging with the walk of life that I'm from in terms of, um, you know, my my qualities and my points of view and the things that I stand by. Um, though we're podcasting, words are escaping me. So do forgive me for... I'm, I'm kind of talking around the points a little bit right now. But I have felt like sometimes... It's a skill. We'll practice. Yeah, we'll practice. I usually feel pretty well-spoken and hilarious that when it's coming to the podcast, words are just escaping me. But, um, you know, connecting can be hard sometimes with... I think that's a, a shared struggle through many young adults. But I'll be honest, and maybe these days, you know, with the internet... I don't know if any of this is sounding like pick me if I'm going to say we just really aren't people that party or drink or go out and we don't really engage in being social in the way that so many of our peers do. And to be honest, like actually no hate to that. If that is your vibe, I think that's fun. Like I love that there are people that like to go out and have that energy and like want to do that that's so fun but I've definitely felt being in my young 20s that sometimes it can be hard to find connection when I have had trouble finding like-minded people or people in a similar stage in life where like after work I want to come home I have to take care of my animals and my homestead and like cook my dinner with something fresh and like get some exercise in and go to bed you know so totally now I see Quinn you are definitely coming full circle just like having the opportunity to build community and pull people in doing a project like this could be a way that if you're not in a situation where you're in school or have an in-person work environment or going out and socializing like doing those things with your not that you can't socialize in different ways but specifically like going out um it can be hard to build that community when you're in a new place and in a new stage of life where you're married and being able to have something like this i i hope i'm not speaking out of turn for you quinn is a good way to be like this is me this is who i am this is what i enjoy like who's with me and i bet there's going to be a response uh, among your peers and people outside of your circle that you wouldn't have thought of before of being like oh i didn't know you were into this too but like so am i and is that kind of where you're headed yeah i mean you you took it even further than i could have i um I totally appreciate that point of view, though. Yes, like, I think there is connection to be found in this space. And it's exciting, for sure, to be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's going to come of this. But I'm sure that there are a lot of like-minded people out there that I've just yet to connect with. And of course, I connect with them in my real personal life as well. But um, lots of times when I'm 
midway through like making a connection i realize oh yeah our values are pretty different and what you want to do and you consider your your idea of fun is definitely different than mine and that's okay and super cool too and we can still be friends but i do think this will be a really fun opportunity to connect with people who maybe are like yeah what i also want to do is stay at home read my book make some gluten-free cinnamon rolls and go pet my dog help you <laughs> i was gonna say help me train my dog that's struggling with strangers <laughs> i'm like please does anybody want to be just a little temporary training partner i can only go so far with us he needs help with other people that has really called our attention to the community that we used to have in Wyoming that we're trying to build now. It definitely just takes time, but like, yeah, we would probably have a different dog if he would have had an opportunity to spend more time around more people, but we just don't. We don't know as many people. We're Braden's in school and I've been working and it's hard to build that up, but I, I love that about this time that we're living in now is you can still always like have your people there supporting you even if they're not there physically and we are not like you're saying like we have kind of a, a lower um social threshold we're spending a lot of time out of the house does not build up my energy it depletes it that's a difference that i have to my husband brayden he's definitely is someone that you see him come out and start to really thrive the more people he's dancing around the more people that he is able to chat with at one time and i am like oh i can't imagine what that must feel like <laughs> because it's so so different but um you and I are, you are one of the only people that I can spend consistent time around and not feel burnt out. And that's really special about having your twin. But also to your point, this just is a little bit, a little bit off the rails, but I, I know where I'm headed with it. Did you ever watch um, RuPaul's Architectural Digest no, home I tour? Haven't. You know, the celebrity yes. house tours they do? Um well, it's just something that I was thinking about during it is it is completely not my style, his home. Like, I just would never design my house that way. It's very, like, black and white, contrasty, very, it's just not my style, but it's his style. And it totally is like a house that works for him and his partner. I think he's married. I think it's his husband. Like it fits them and they enjoy it. And you could tell when he was walking through how happy that space makes them. And I think that's the key is knowing that like, I enjoy this person's style not because I covet it, not because that's what I want or aspire to, but because it's so great that it does not look like a home that was built for someone else that you just like buy out, out of the newspaper that already done. You don't want to touch it. It is the way like you already envision it. It could fit so many different families. Like that's great. I'm not, this is just a metaphor. Basically it's like, 
it's just cool to see someone that knows who they are and they love it not because it's what's popular or because it's what is appealing to more people but because it's what's appealing to you and i think that's what i am leaning into in this transition is that if we know who we are and try to lean into that more often than not, then people will like see that. And I think that's also something that you've often gotten complimented on Quinn is people noticing that like you will be who you are regardless of the situation, even when you're in a space that is kind of intimidating or dominated maybe by people that don't take you as seriously or aren't as like-minded because that's part of being a beautiful young woman is a lot of the times you can be met with a condescending perspective or a there there sort of thing and it's like no i actually do know who i am and that like isn't going to change because i'm around someone that thinks that like oh it's just a girl that doesn't really get a like just whatever that sort of thing that you can be met with, which <laughs> I I guess I'm a little off the rails with that. I think more people than not are definitely supportive, but just knowing who you are and your style and your values is such a gift because those will stay with you wherever you go and those empower you to interact with people that aren't the same as you, that come from different backgrounds, that have vastly different values that maybe you don't fully understand each other because you're coming from different perspectives, but you can still acknowledge and see, like, I think that's valuable because that's who you are and I appreciate that and I see that and I love that for you. And I think that's part of the movement that especially queer people are at the forefront of of being like this it doesn't have to be for you that's okay we're not trying to say this is what everyone should be doing it's just this is what we're doing and this is who we are and that should be enough yeah it's definitely like you're saying empowering to to feel that alignment and act in a way that's true to you and also that's something that takes some people time and it takes everybody time but some people more than others like you can definitely feel lost in being like oh I thought I knew this about myself but actually I have a long way to go and to grow and that's also very empowering when you're I feel like we are on a huge growth journey and we really care about continuing to learn about ourselves and the world around us and that's empowering too to be like I don't know it all but I know where I'm headed and I know that I want to keep learning and to keep growing and to totally. keep supporting people and being as authentically myself as I can, you know? So that that's a good guide to just move through life with of, yeah, I might not know who I am 100%, but I know this much and I know I'm going to act authentically to myself, you know? Yeah. Well, that's actually the most important part is not having that sort of attachment to the stories that we tell about ourselves. Like you can know who you are at this point in time, I'm saying, and like who, where your values stand, but you shouldn't 
to put your stake so deep in the ground that you're not willing to be movable. Yeah. Like that, I think is the most damaging thing you can do to yourself. Nobody else does that to you. That's the choice that we make to be stuck. And I think that that's a great thing about you specifically, Quinn, is that I I don't think you've ever really had a tendency to stubbornly dig your heels in unless it's on something that you're solid about that. I know, I know that this is not right. And this is something that I'm not going to budge about. But when it comes to feedback and growth, being open and receptive to that and hearing other people out, it's just so refreshing to be around someone that's not only willing to hear that, but happy to. I'm happy to connect over difference. And I'm just excited that you are going to get the opportunity to have that heard out more in the world because it's been so helpful for me and our family to be able to become the best versions of ourselves to see someone like that in action that it's not something you put on at all it just is part of who you are and i'm not saying you haven't worked on that you've done so much self-work and it's not without effort but it's also special that that's just who you are and i think people could use more of that they're so sweet rye i can't believe this this is just now it's becoming too much you just keep complimenting me but I really appreciate that and feel the same way to you, sincerely. I feel like we should wrap up. Me too. Before we do, can we just say this is a little sneak peek into what was not published? You know what I was thinking about, Quinn? That is so full circle. Our first episode in January, we were like talking about me chopping my hair and it's funny now i was like i think i want to go really short and i'm not sure because whatever yada yada we had that conversation and i chopped my hair in france on our honeymoon which i did love and i will say i just got a haircut even shorter and it is my least favorite haircut I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that being said, it has potential and I'm still, it's not because it's short. I, I want to say, I want to end the myth and the rumor that your friends are being bad friends if they say you cut, you like you should cut your hair unless you don't want to. Obviously don't push someone into that. But I think short hair, we're seeing it a lot now. More people are chopping it. This is the influence of Haley Bieber and the like doing a little short haircut. And it looks so cute. It looks so great on so many people. So the, sh the length is not the issue. Let me just say that my distaste for this haircut is the fact that my six photo reference photos I brought in were blatantly ignored my discussion of the texture of my hair was blatantly ignored. I have ended up with a cut that I did not desire or expect. That being said, you look onward adorable. and upward, baby. You you <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, I was talking about that I was going to let my hair keep growing and just fully mermaid out down to the butt cheeks. And that's where we are today. So <laughs> that that has been upheld so that's just the little funny update for us personally from where we were to where we are now and if thank you, you Quinn it, you for do it. <laughs> for sticking with this for 
kind of years, but more actively a year. Yes. <laughs> and here we go, dude. We, we've got that momentum rolling <laughs> unstoppable. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who's listening. We're so excited. Honestly, this is going to be such a fun journey. And if you think you can get rid of us, think again. Um, pleasure is all ours. We hope you have a lovely week. And we will be seeing you next week. Yep. See you next time. Tuesdays are the day that we're we're thinking will be our drop time. We've always loved a good Tuesday, twin Tuesdays. And um, here we are, more to come. I'm so excited to have more of these discussions with you, Quinn, and to be better <laughs> to keep on improving to become more concise and i think that that's going to that's going to happen it'll be fun to see the evolution from then to now so until next time i hope you have a really beautiful excellent week and we will catch up soon Sounds love you great i love you we should just quickly say in case there's any interest my Instagram is Quinn Liliestrom. Oh. Riley's Instagram is Riley Liliestrom. My tattoo Instagram is Tattoo by Quinn. And same on TikTok. And the podcast Instagram is the Q and R code. That's all spelled out. Um, and we'll definitely link that in our show notes. All right. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Sayonara. Thank you.